Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. You know, life can be such a grind at times, and so we're here sharing God's Word with you to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the host of the Grind It Podcast, the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. Today we're going to finish up Hebrews chapter 3. And uh, just real quickly, I just want to talk about what we uh, discussed in the last podcast. And and he's already ta- the, the the author of Hebrews has already talked about how Jesus is greater than the angels, and then he talks about how Jesus is greater than Moses. Why is Jesus greater than Moses, and what difference does that make? Well, because he's talking to a Jewish audience who has been persecuted, and they're 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 uh, they're going back into Judaism. They're leaving Jesus, and and. And he's trying to encourage them to stick it out, to stay with Jesus, despite what they've been through, uh, the beatings, the persecution, losing everything that they have. Very difficult for these people. And, and it's and it's, I can understand why they were struggling with, with staying with Jesus, where they can go back into Judaism, where it's safe. Um, and, and, and he's saying, look, Jesus is greater than the angels. Jesus is greater than Moses. And, and I know how much you have respect for Moses being a Jew. But Jesus is far greater than Moses because Moses had flaws. And, and, and that's what we talked about in the last podcast, by how Moses uh, let his emotions get the best of him. And instead of speaking to the rock like God told him to do, he struck the rock twice and, and with the rod and the staff and, and water still came out. God still blessed his people with the water. But Moses, uh, he had to pay the price for disobeying God. He, he only got to see the promised land instead of getting to lead the people into the promised land. And he was in perfect health, Deuteronomy 34 tells us. He, he was just as spry at the age of 120 as he was at 12. Um, but God took his life there on the mountain and buried him, and, and nobody knows where he's buried to this day. But Moses had flaws. Yes, he was faithful to God. He did what God wanted to wanted him to do. He led the people, but Moses was human. He, he, he had flaws. And and, and Jesus was also human, but he didn't have any flaws. He always made the right choice. He always did the right thing. And because he did that, because he never sinned, he was able to become our sacrifice for our the payment for our sin. And, and be, because he did that, he after he died, he ascended back to heaven and he sat at the Father's right hand. And, and he sits at the place of honor making intercession for us people who are washing the blood of Jesus Christ, who are uh, a part of God's uh, house. Today, uh, I want to pick up um, where uh, I left off um, with uh, Hebrews chapter 3. And I was just thinking about some things uh, from the passage um, about Moses. And let me see, let me scroll back, scroll back, scroll back. In Hebrews 3, 1 through 6, it says, And so, dear brothers and sisters who belong to God and are partners with uh, with those who call to heaven, think carefully about this Jesus, whom we declare to be God's messenger and high priest. For he was he was faithful to God who appointed him, just as Moses served faithfully when he was entrusted with God's entire house. But Jesus deserves far more glory than Moses, just as a person who builds a house deserves more praise than the house itself. For every... For every house has a builder, but the one who built everything is God. Moses was certainly faithful in God's house as a servant. 
His work was an illustration of the truths God would reveal later. But Christ, as the Son, is in charge of God's entire house, and we are God's house if we keep our courage and remain confident in our hope in Christ. And so uh, another thing that, that I want to discuss that um, I thought about when I was reading those passages and studying for this podcast is this, that we have established the fact that the author is speaking to people who follow Jesus. And this is key. He, he, there's no way around this whatsoever. He is absolutely talking to probably Jews, but he is talking to Jewish people. Christians, and he is uh, talking to people who follow Jesus, who he says is the one in charge of God's house, and he tells them, he says, we are God's house if we if we keep our courage and remain confident in our hope in Christ. The New King James Version says it like this, whose house we are if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of of the hope firm to the end. So these people, these Jewish Christians, they're losing confidence in Jesus because of the persecution. Their their grip, I mean, they're tired. They're beat up. They're just savage. It's because of the things they've been facing because of their faith and following Jesus. And so their grip is weakening and their hands are beginning to slip away It'll slip off of whatever they're holding on to, and they're losing their grip because the confidence that they started out with is waning. And if you think about people today, uh, talked a little bit about this in the last podcast, we see see the same thing going on in July 2022. We see people whose faith, they're not persecuted like these people are. They're not beaten like these people were. They're not losing everything that they own because they follow Jesus. They're not persecuted nowhere near like these people were. But yet they they choose to not follow Jesus anymore. Their faith is weakening. They lose their confidence because something's come along in their life and they've lost their focus. And they, like he said in, verse, in chapter 2, they started drifting away from Jesus. We see this all the time. So just break this down what he's saying here. We are God's house. That is if we don't lose confidence. That's what he says. That if we don't lose our grip on the hope that we have in God, if we don't lose grip in the trust we have in Jesus, we have to stay with Jesus until the very end. We are God's house if we don't lose our grip. We are God's house if we don't lose our trust. We are God's house if we don't lose hope in Jesus. And here, here, here's the facts. If, if, if you just take uh, people who run a race, for example, it, 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 a runner that doesn't cross the finish line did not finish the race. They may have ran in the race and they may have ran well but maybe they caught a cramp. Maybe uh, they twisted an ankle. Whatever. For whatever reason, they don't cross the finish line. Guess what? They did not finish the race. They ran in the race, but they didn't finish the race. In Revelation chapter 2, verse 10, Jesus says, Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison 
that you may be tested, and you will have tribulation ten days. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. In other words, what you're about to go through, this persecution, it costs you your life. But don't let that deter you. Stay faithful, and I'll give you a crown of life. When you take your last breath, you're getting a crown of life from me. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 13, He that endures to the end will be saved. And here's the thing. I, 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 don't, I don't know how anyone can read the book of Hebrews and walk away thinking that once saved is always saved. It, 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 it's just not the case. There, and there's other passages to, to back this up. But the book of Hebrews is literally written to encourage Jewish Christians who were walking away from Jesus and going back into Judaism because it was safe. And they were tired, and they're, 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 they're tired of getting persecuted. They're tired of being in prison. They're tired of being beaten for their faith. They're tired of, uh, of, of, uh, of losing everything that they have. He's going to tell them later on in the letter, he says, y'all had not even shed blood yet. They may have been beaten. They may have been persecuted. If they hadn't died, they haven't shed blood yet. But what they have gone through is, is enough to cause them to say, I don't want no more to do with this. I, I'm going back into to Judaism where it's safe. And, and so today is not, my focus today is not uh, to, to, to get you to think about once saved, always saved, and, and to bash people who actually think that way. But you do need to consider uh, these scriptures, the book of Hebrews and, and others, Colossians 1, I believe it's verse 26 and 27, and, and, and many more. But my focus today is to, to encourage you to keep your eyes to keep your focus on where it should be, and that's on Jesus. And so, <clears throat> with that being said, let's let's move on with this. The author's going to hang out on this point, and he's going to drive it in deep within, uh, within his audience's souls. In verses 7 through 15, he says, That is why the Holy Spirit says today, <clears throat> when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled. When they tested me in the wilderness, there your ancestors tested and tried my patience, even though they saw my miracles for 40 years. So I was angry with them, and I said, this is God talking now, and I said, their hearts always turn away from me. They refuse to do what I tell them. So in my anger, I took an oath. They will never enter my place of rest. Be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. So he's talking to Christian people who are following Jesus, brothers and sisters, make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. You must warn each other every day while it's still today so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. Remember what it says today when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they Rebel. So I want to share some thoughts from that, from that reading. The first thing I thought of is this. Don't harden your hearts like Israel did. Because this is a danger that everybody faces, including me. When things don't go our way in life, we don't we when we go through a hard time, when diff, you know a storm comes that we didn't see, something blindsided, whatever. I mean, life is, is difficult on a daily basis, and, and, and we're blindsided all the time. Or, or maybe we're suffering from decisions that we made, and, we, and we're uh, reaping the consequences from those bad choices. And, and the, here's the thing. We can't let our hearts harden and get angry with God. That's what Israel did. 
It was their own fault they wandered around in the wilderness for 40 years. It's their own fault that they didn't have all that nice food that they wanted because they chose to be disobedient to God. They chose not to go into the promised land and trust God that he would provide and he would take care of them and that he would fight on their behalf. And so God let them wander around in the wilderness for 40 years, but yet they blamed God. They blamed Moses. They blamed Aaron. They blamed everybody they could except for accepting the responsibility of their own choices. And they hardened their hearts and they got angry and they got mad at God. And that's why they would always say something like, God has led us out here to kill us. Why would you leave it? Let, we should have stayed in Egypt. Well, they were crying out to God for over 400 years while they were uh, being slaves in Egypt to deliver them. And then God delivers them, and yet they still don't want to trust God, even though he provided miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. They hardened their heart against God. And we do the same exact thing as they did back then. We put this wall around our heart to protect our hearts, and instead of running to God when something comes in our lives, we blame God, we get mad at God, and we run away from God, and we shut him out of our lives. And that's exactly what the author is trying to avoid with his audience here. He's, he's saying, I know you're going through some tough times with this persecution, but don't get mad at God and don't harden your hearts toward God. Instead, run to God. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Consider Jesus. Think about Jesus. When all this you're going through all this hard stuff, Jesus did the same thing. Jesus was God's son, but yet he wasn't uh, 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 null and void of, of suffering persecution. People tried to kill him all the time. They, they tried to shove him off a cliff. The, the, the religious leaders were picking up stones every chance they get to, to try to stone him to death. And then they finally had their way when they nailed him to the cross. And he hung on that thing for six hours trying to breathe until he finally took his last breath. And then he came come out victorious three days later. But don't, whatever you're going through today, whether it's because it's choices you've made or something's come along in your life that, 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 that it's hard to deal with, just don't let your hearts harden and be angry at God. Run to God, not away from God. Second thing I want to talk about is this. He says, or the Hebrew author says, you must warn each other every day while it's still today so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened, uh, and hardened against God. Um, we talk to people on a daily basis about this and that, about especially about, I mean, if, it, if it's people talking to me, it's about sports or it's about music. Uh, or you know things that's going on in my life. But how many times do we talk about Jesus? We see people in the grocery store lines, or at the at the at the uh, the the clothing stores, the mall, or at work, or we talk about everything under the sun. But how often do we talk about Jesus with our friends and our family, our loved ones? How many times do we do we say something like that? I know life is hard, so keep your eyes on Jesus, and I'm here to help you do just that. I'm here for you. You know, here's what we do. Far too often we just say, I'll pray for you. I'm praying for you. And we walk off and never pray for him. We never even think about it again. And that's not right. 
Pray for them right there on the spot. Or if you're not comfortable doing that, at least put it in your phone notes and go back or put it on your prayer list and go back and be sure to pray for them. And when you do pray for them, send them a message and say, hey, I just prayed for you in your situation. And I want to let you know I'm here for you. I'm here to lift you up. I'm here to help you, to help you keep going. And I'm lifting you up before God's throne and asking him to make a difference in your situation. It's not, it's not a difficult thing to do. In fact, it's pretty easy to do, to pray for somebody and just to let them know that you prayed for them. And they will be so encouraged that you did so, I promise you. Just send them a little text. Send them a little Facebook message. Send them a message on Instagram. Give them a phone call to say, Hey, I prayed about your situation, and I'm asking God to bless you and help you with your situation. I promise you they will find so much encouragement from that. And so the Hebrew author, he tells his people, the audience, he reminds them, he reminds each other or, or each of them to, to, to pray for each other uh, or to talk about this, uh, about Jesus on a daily basis and how, yes, I know you're going through persecution. I know what, you, what you're suffering. I know you lost everything, but don't be discouraged. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Run to God, not from God. And he says, do this on a daily basis. Why? Because it doesn't take much. It doesn't take very long for uh, discouragement to come and, and for uh, sin to creep into our lives. And it and what happens, like weeds choke out flowers. It just, it just chokes out all our joy. It chokes out all our hope. And the next thing you know, we're discouraged and, and we begin to drift. And the next thing you know, we're away from God. And it's a dangerous, dangerous place to be in. So it's a great word for today, what he tells his audience. You must warn each other every day while it's still today so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. Uh, another thing that I thought about when I was studying for this podcast is, uh, and it, again, I'm going to say this, that the author cannot make what he says any more plain. He says, be careful then. And there it is. Be careful. He's, he's telling them, you, consider Jesus. Think about Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Remind them on a daily basis. And if you hear thunder, there's a thunderstorm moving in. So it may get a little loud here in a few minutes. But he says, be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. So he's talking to Christians. That is a fact that cannot be denied. Be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. Make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. So whether you choose to believe it or not, or if you want to explain it in some other fashion, the author is warning people who are following Jesus because they are a part of God's house that if they let sin creep in and if they harden their hearts against God, they will turn away from the living God. Now, if we turn away from God, then where do we go for salvation? Because there is no salvation found anywhere else but in Jesus and that's his whole point in the first three chapters is that Jesus is God's son and salvation is only found in Jesus. Not angels, 
not Moses, but only in Jesus. And if they or if we turn from God, because whatever's happened in our life, we've hardened our hearts and we've let sin creep back in and, and, and we drift away from God and, and our hearts are hardened toward God and we're mad at God. If we turn from God, if we turn from Jesus, there is no other way to be saved. The author is going to say this in Hebrews 10, 26 through 29. He says, Dear friends, if we deliberately continue sinning after we have received knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover these sins. There is only a terrible expectation of God's judgment and a raging fire that will consume his enemies. For anyone who refused to obey the law of Moses was put to death without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Just think how much worse the punishment will be for those who have trampled on the Son of God and have treated the blood of the covenant, which made us holy as if it were common and unholy, and have insulted and disdained the Holy Spirit who brings God's mercy to us. Now, I don't know how this could be any more clear, which is why it's important that we encourage each other every day to keep going, to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. <clears throat> In 1 Thessalonians 5.11, Paul writes, Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. The King James word for uh, uh, encourage is, is the word exhort. And the word exhort uh, has this idea behind it that, that we are to encourage one another with a gentle push. It's like you're behind me and I'm just so tired. I'm weary from, from life and being beat up from persecution, from whatever. And, and I'm wanting to give up, but you're not going to let me give up because you're my partner. You're, you're, you're in this house with me. You're, you're a part of the family. You're my brother. You're my sister in Christ. And, and, and you have more strength than I do. And so you're there behind me and you're pushing me forward. It, 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 it's it's like uh, in sports uh, or like weightlifting. We have a spotter when you know, and we're lifting our weights and and we're doing our bench press and we get to ten, but we need to get to fifteen. That's our goal. And so our spotter is there. He's encouraging us, or she's encouraging us to keep on. To I know you're tired, but you got one more, and you come on, press up. You got one more, press, get one more. And so we finally reach our goal of 15 because if, if we'd been by ourselves we would have stopped at 10 but since we had somebody there encouraging us pushing us uh, ever so gently that then we found the strength to keep going we see this all the time in sports something goes wrong and, and you know we made a bad pitch or we made an error it's not the end of the game you know we have a teammate or teammates that come and encourage us uh, hey, we know you made a mistake, but well, hey, we'll, we'll bounce back. We'll get back. Everything's going to be uh, just fine. And, and so that's what we do in the church as Christians in God's house. We are to encourage one another with a gentle push. We, we help each other make it to heaven. We do not let each other. Yes, we get tired. Yes, we get weary. And, and we, we need strength we need renewed vigor and so <clears throat> that's why we uh he he's going to talk about this in, in, in hebrews 10 about he says you don't neglect uh the meeting together some is and 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 that's why we need to go to uh uh to to a church building with the body of believers is because uh we are there to help one another we know uh 
each other like family and we can share things with each other you know it's been a rough week i've been dealing with this i'm tired i'm tired of dealing with this situation and, and then our brothers and sisters can say hey i'm going to pray for you or they will pray for us right there on the spot or they'll hold our hand or they'll give us a hug or they'll just give us words of encouragement they'll give us bible verses to read to find uh, strength from god i mean it, that, that's the way it works and it, because the goal is to cross that finish line because the runners run the race to to cross the finish line and they don't run a race just for the the fun of it and, and not cross the finish line they cross the finish line and if they don't cross the finish line they didn't get to the end and i shared in the last podcast where jesus said in revelation 2 10 he says persecution is coming but be faithful to the end and i'll give you a crown of life and he says in, in matthew i believe it's 24 13 those that endure the end will be saved we don't cross the finish line with jesus until we either take our last breath on this earth or he comes back and gets us out of here and so yes life is hard yes we're tired yes we're weary but we we should have at least have other people in our lives that are that are in tune with god they're focusing on jesus and they will help us along the way they will encourage us they will they will exhort us they will give us that gentle push to not give up but to keep on going across that finish line another thing i want to share is when he says for if we are faithful to the end trusting god just as firmly as when we first believed we will share in all things that belong to christ Remember what it says. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled. So you see this theme about, excuse me, you see this theme about hardening of hearts. And that happens uh, because of our own choices and, and the consequences that come with those choices. And we get mad at God and we blame God instead of running to God. And he, he is telling them, don't. But I know you're being persecuted. I know you're getting beaten. I know you're losing everything that you have. But don't let your hearts be hardened. Keep trusting in God. And, 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 and trust God firmly as now as you did when you first believed. And that, that's the whole goal is, is to cross that finish line. Whatever you got to do to limp across it, roll across it, crawl across it, do whatever you have to do to endure, but get across that finish line. Why? Because we will share in all the things that belong to Christ. Because if we cross that finish line and we're in heaven, we are with Jesus for eternity. Think about that. We're going to be in heaven with our Savior. And what awaits us in heaven is so much better than we can ever imagine. And so far greater than anything that we've ever had on this earth no matter how good or great your life is heaven is a gazillion times better and even though he tries to explain it in revelation just how great and awesome heaven is he uses imagery that people can try to picture but heaven in like streets of gold gates of pearl doesn't even begin to touch heaven it's just gonna just just to be in a place where jesus our lord and savior is for eternity to be with god the father in all of his glory the holy spirit to be with them for eternity but listen to what he says in revelation 21 4 he says he will jesus will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying 
or pain. All these things are gone forever. There's, death is separation. When we lose loved ones, it hurts. They're gone. And, and, and we won't see them again until we cross over to the other side. And, and so that separation, they're, they're, they're sorrow. And, and, and there's sorrow in life. Uh, there's so much crying on a daily basis and, and, and so hor- horrific things that go on in our lives here on this earth. And the pain, I can tell you all about pain. I've had three back surgeries. I have my appendix removed. I have so many uh, injuries from sports because I played sports my whole life. I've skateboarded my whole life. My shins feel like mountains. If you were to rub your fingers across my shins, they just do this. Uh, I've, I've never had a broken bone uh, skateboarding, but I, <clears throat> I hit a tree stump sledding with my son when he was five years old. So that'd be 18 years ago, actually. And uh, I couldn't walk. I was paralyzed. And uh, three back surgeries later, I was good. But it still flares up every now and then. I still deal with it. But I have other sports injuries. I, I know pain. I wake up in the middle of the night in pain. And and, uh, and I take some ibuprofen to you know to kind of curb the pain, but but Jesus says there will be no more sorrow, no more crying, no more death, no more pain. That alone should be enough to make you want to go to heaven, to make you want to choose Jesus uh, and 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 to be with Him for eternity. Because look at the flip side of the coin. Look at the alternative, and the alternative is hell which is a place of torment where the Bible says the worm never dies. In other words, you're going to be sitting there in pain 24-7 if there was time, but there's no time in eternity. But you're going to be sitting there in these flames and eternal torment, and you're going to be thinking, why did I choose this life? Why did I choose this for eternity? I I had people tell me about Jesus, and I could be in heaven right now with, with my loved ones and my friends and my family. But in Jesus and with God the Father and the Holy Spirit. But no, I, I chose to reject the message of Jesus. And now look at where I'm at. And there's no second chance. Why would anybody choose pain and suffering over peace and being with God for eternity? Where there's no pain, no sorrow, no crying. no. Why? why? But people do it every day. This is why the author says, It's a terrible thing to fall into the hands of a living God. And he again he encourages his readers to think back to a time when they first believed and how strong their faith was and how they had so much confidence in Jesus. That's why he says in verse 32 through 39, think back on those early days when you first learned about Christ. Remember how you remained faithful, even though it meant terrible suffering. Sometimes you were exposed to public ridicule and were beaten, and sometimes you helped others who were suffering the same things. You suffered along with those who were thrown into jail, and when you were uh, and when you owned and when all you owned was taken from you, you accepted it with joy. You knew there were better things awaiting for you that will last forever. So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now, so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that He has promised. For in just a little while, the coming one who will come and not delay, and my righteous ones will live by faith. But I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. But we are not like those who will turn away from God to their own destruction. We are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved.
So let me share a few thoughts before we end the podcast about what he just said. And it's a great word for Christians today who are struggling to endure. These people were losing everything that they had because of their faith. They're being thrown in jail because they follow Jesus and they're being beaten. Beaten to a pulp. And they had, and if you think about it, they had really good reasons to give up. But the author is encouraging them to hold on a little longer because it's going to be worth it all in the end. Great message for us today. Hold on. Endure until the end. Second thing I want to share is this. Jesus is coming. Now, nobody knows when he's coming. I don't care. There's been people ever since I was a kid that has tried to predict when Jesus is coming back. Jesus said, nobody knows when I'm coming back. Only the Father knows. There's no even point. There's there's no use in even trying to figure out when he's coming back. But just know that he is coming back. It can happen in the next minute. It can happen in the next five minutes. It can happen in the next five years, 50 years, 500 years. It's whenever God decides it's time for Jesus to come back. Nobody knows when he's coming, but we do know that he is coming back. In fact, the early church thought that he was coming back immediately. Even way back in the book of Acts, they started talking about him coming back. The Hebrew author, the Hebrew author thinks that Jesus is going to be coming back quickly. And here it is over 2,000 years later, and we're still waiting. And in our waiting, we don't want to lose hope. Despite of all the things that's going on in our world around us, don't lose hope, no matter how bad it gets. And it's pretty bad right now, but it's going to get worse. I hate to be gloom and doom, but it is. Persecution may be coming. Who knows? But in our waiting for Jesus to return, don't lose hope. Find strength. Endure. If I don't forget, I'm going to post a link to a song that I wrote, and we actually sang it in my church a couple of weeks ago, and it's called Finding Strength. And it it talks about people who are tired, people who are weary, and how we find strength at the feet of Jesus. And um, I had a lot of... Good comments. People wanting to know how they could get a copy of the song, and, it, and it's on all my social media. and I, And I think I think it's actually even on the podcast. Uh, and I think it's I know it's on the YouTube channel for the podcast. If you want to go and listen to, the, to it, um, there's a couple of versions. One with Franny Hamrick singing. That's my original version that we recorded in my little studio. Um, and then I believe I posted uh, the recording from where we sang it at church a couple of weeks ago, where. Um, Hallie Waters sang it, one of our youth. She did such a great job. But it's called Finding Strength. And that's what I'm trying to encourage you to do today, to find strength, to renew your vigor, to keep going, and to not give up. Because it's going to be worth it when we cross that finish line. Either we take our last breath on this earth, or Jesus comes and gets us out of here. It will be worth it all in the end. And another thing that he says, and I believe I'm finishing up with this thought, is he says, My righteous ones will live by faith, but I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. And he's talking about, he's talking, uh, as God is saying this, My righteous ones will live by faith, but I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. But but we're not like that. Then he turns to himself. 
speaking. But we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. <clears throat> and I just want to say this before we end. I'm losing my voice. If we end up in hell, it's not God's fault. It's ours. We made the choice. Because we either make the choice to accept Jesus or we make the choice to reject Jesus. We choose to accept Jesus and live for Him or we choose to reject Jesus and do our own thing. And here's where we have to be careful. For those who... Because it is a fact that He is writing to Jewish Christians who are turning away from Jesus and, and going back into Judaism... That's a known fact. And, and so here's the danger. We who choose to accept Jesus and live for Jesus, we have to be, and that's why he tells them, remind each other on a daily basis to not let sin creep in. You know, when life beats us down, we have to be careful that our hearts are not hardened and we become uh, uh, hardened against God or we lose our confidence in God and we no longer put our trust in God because we let him fade away over time. We didn't draw near to God so that he would draw near to us. We we ran from God. or we, We're in danger of, of running from God. That's why we have to have each other on a daily basis to encourage one another and, and to exhort one another to give each other that gentle push to not let one another give up but to keep going, to endure, to get across that finish line because it's well worth it. And if I just described you, if you've allowed sin to creep in and if life is beating you down, you're tired and you're weary and because you're tired and weary, you've kind of lost grip and you've let Jesus come out of focus and you're more focused on the things that's going on in your life and around you, Regardless of what you've been taught or, or what you think, if, if, you, if you have walked away from Jesus, you, your soul is definitely in danger and you are a, a very high risk of missing heaven. And I, I just pray that your heart would soften and that you would run to God right now before it's too late. Ask for His forgiveness. He will forgive you immediately. He will fill you with His Spirit and He will renew your strength and He will give you the, the strength to keep going. But don't blame God for what's going on in your life. Run to God. Trust God. When you first came to Jesus, you were excited, you were happy, you thought you were invincible. And over time, life happened. And that flame came down to a just a burning coal. And now that burning coal has just turned to ash. Cold ash. And if that's you today, I just pray that you would turn to Jesus and ask Him to light your fire again. Don't let sin creep in. Don't let your heart be hardened to God. Find that joy you once had when you first came to Jesus 
Because that's what the Hebrew author tells his audience. Remember when you first met Jesus. Yes, you've been battling persecution. Yes, you've been beaten. Yes, you've lost everything you have. And yes, it's robbed you of your joy. Yes, life has happened and, and, and you have lost focus. But I'm, but I'm trying to get you to renew that focus. Refocus back on Jesus where it belongs. Encourage one another every day to stay with Jesus. And that's a great message for you and for me today. And that's the message I'm sharing with you. That's the reason why I am doing this podcast. Because we need each other. If we've given our lives to Jesus Christ, hey, life still happens. We're still discouraged on a daily basis. And we need each other to encourage one another to give each other that gentle push to cross that finish line and to keep on running this race with Jesus and not give up. If I can help you in any way, if you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you want to know how, you have questions about Jesus, you have questions about the Bible, anything about the church, email me at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com and I will answer those questions to the best of my abilities. If you are a Christian today and you are struggling with your faith, you're mad at God, something's happened in your life, whatever, and you need to vent, you need to talk, please contact me at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com and let's talk. And once we start a dialogue, I'll even give you my personal phone number and we can talk to each other that way. If you're not in my immediate area, I will find anybody, anywhere you're at, and, and, and to get you the encouragement, to get you the help that you need to keep walking with Jesus, to endure and to not give up. God bless you. Thank you for listening today. I will see you next time when we start Hebrews chapter 4. Keep grinding. Thank you for listening to the Grinded Podcast today. May God bless you. If you have any comments or questions, you can email them to us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like Randy to come and speak at your church or your next event, you can contact him through that same email address. Also, I would like to thank Jody Foster's Army, also known as JFA, for their song, Abba, as we use for our intro and our outro off their untitled 1984 album. May God bless you, and remember, keep your eyes on Jesus and keep grinding.